0: I don't know about you. you you read the newspaper these days you don't know really know what's up sometimes you know you read the Vancouver Sun today uh, they had a headline that said the BC economy is in for a rough ride they were quoting a TD bank uh, economic uh, forecast uh, we of course were just talking about interest rates expected to go up uh, next month, potentially we had news today of course interest uh, sorry in um, inflation numbers are slowly uh, heading in the right direction they are going lower three point four percent increase nationally and here in British Columbia as well. I was looking at the Washington Post. they actually had a glowing article on Canada's economy about four or five days ago. The Daily Telegraph in the UK, I was looking at that. Also another uh, glowing uh, article uh, or opinion piece on uh, our economy as well. It's hard to sort of decipher what's good, what's challenging, what are the, some of the um, hurdles we have to get beyond moving forward. But our next guest has a good sense of things. Uh, I don't expect anybody to have all the answers, but certainly uh, our next guest uh, looks at the numbers, crunches the numbers. His name is Murray Leithy's executive. Vice President and Director of Investment Research at Audlum Brown, an organization that's been around for a long time and has gone through a, a depression, has seen, of course, a 2008 economic crisis and many other uh, challenges when it comes to our finances. So is a perfect, perfect person to speak to when it comes to understanding the markets today. And now, Marie, thank you for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And I said, Murray Leith is the right guy to speak to when it comes to um, this market. Your thoughts, first of all, the overall snapshot of uh, of our economy here in Canada and some of the bigger issues that I think most people really care about, which is interest rates, inflation. Where do you think we're at?
1: Um, I think we're at a, a point in time where we're, we're we're having to pay for some of the mistakes of the past for – Nine of the last 15 years, our central bank and the U.S. central bank had interest rate, administered interest rates pegged at zero. And those are the interest rates that set all the other interest rates in our economy. And we were printing a lot of money. And, uh, you know, that certainly uh, got us out of the financial crisis. It got us through the pandemic. And, uh, you know, we thank the authorities for doing that, uh, but they overdid it. Uh, too much cheap and easy money has put us in a place where we have the worst inflation in 40 years, and so we're having to play catch up for the, for you know being too easy and get inflation under control. And they've slammed on the brakes, vis-a-vis raising interest uh, interest rates, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's going to cause the economy to slow down by design, uh, because unfortunately that's the the tough medicine uh, to put you know, the, the inflation that we've experienced behind us. So, you know, the economic outlook is for things to get tougher, unfortunately, in the near
0: term. Uh, so unlike what most people are saying beyond what the government did and its fiscal policy during the, um, the COVID pandemic period, you're saying this is this is an issue that, we've, that started much earlier than that. That would be my argument, yes. Um, do you still see more interest rate hikes here in Canada?
1: I think it's possible. I think the thing that we have to keep in mind is that there is always a big lag um, you know upwards of two years uh, you know from changes in interest rates and when they work their way through the economy, mm-hmm. and we're only about um, you know fifteen months into the the rate tightening cycle, uh, so we're starting to see things slow down. I think we're going to continue to see uh, more of that whether or not we have to raise rates more or much more, um, time will tell. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot more. I think there's a lot of um, slowdown already in the economic pipeline. It's just going to take time before it shows up.
0: Mm-hmm. And some have said, look, it's easy to go from 6% inflation down to 3 That That you can do. But when you try to go from 3 down to 2 and keep it under 2 that's when the real challenge comes because those are small or incremental changes that, that, that need to occur. Well, that's that's true.
1: But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, a year and a half ago, who was telling us that we were going to have the spike in inflation? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most economists, most strategists were not, you know, telling us to, to to watch out for it on the horizon. And and so I think we have to take with a grain of salt to all the advice that's flying around out there. Uh, successful investing is is not about being able to predict inflation six months down the road or two years down the road.
0: Um, It's hard to, I mean, uh, I've often joked that uh, without uh, real estate in Vancouver, what would we talk about at Vancouver dinner parties? But, you know, it it plays such an important role uh, in our economy. Moving forward, if interest rates remain at a reasonable rate, 5%, 5.5%, whatever that may be, uh, where do you think real estate is headed in, in, a, in a broader perspective here in the lower mainland? I mean, it's always been high uh, beyond compared to other markets. But in regards to playing such a big role in our economy, is that going to perhaps stabilize a little bit more moving forward?
1: Well, you know, I think you're going to have to take what I have to say with a grain of salt. I bought my first home 21 years ago and I thought I was buying it at the high. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously that wasn't the case. Um, Real estate has done phenomenally well. Um, But, you know, back, you know, today compared to back then, the average price of a Vancouver home relative to income. Or rents relative to income are a lot higher today, so certainly the value proposition isn't nearly as good as it was a couple of decades ago. So, mm-hmm. I think we shouldn't be as optimistic that uh, home prices can keep going up. at the rate that they've been going up, um, they got a, a you know over the course of the pandemic, home prices in Canada and U.S. went up roughly forty-five percent. And that was despite the world shutting down. And that was really driven by central banks that lowered interest rates to zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so the fact that we're normalizing interest rates, um, I think, is a positive re- thing for a whole bunch of other reasons. Um, for one, it fuels inequality when because uh, it's the people that own the homes and own all the assets that benefit the most from those policies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a bit of a leveling of the playing field that... Uh, comes about when you 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 you, you um, normalize interest rates. Um, but I, you know I, I you know I think home prices can still go up over time. Just don't expect them to go up as
0: fast as they have over the last decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that we spent so much time talking about uh, here in Canada, in the 1990s was of course our debt uh, and deficit spending. And, you know, I think most Canadians say, look, we understand deficit spending. It was significant deficit spending during, during the pandemic, but we were def- the deficit spending was already built in uh, much earlier than that, especially under Mr. Trudeau uh, when he was elected in 2015. Um, uh, In regards to the conversation in and around deficits and debt, um, what's your sense of things? I mean, do you think Ottawa is going to get to the point where they finally start taking this stuff seriously? Because it does drag uh, when it comes to our budgets, a drag on the economy. Um, Or do you think we're going to continue to see deficit spending uh, for the next little while?
1: I I think we're going to, you know, certainly if we go into a recession, deficits tend to go up Mm -hmm. um, as governments... You know, the cost of providing unemployment insurance and, and other, you know, stabilizers go up during a recession. So it's, it's hard to believe that deficits come down uh, as the economy slows and we possibly go into a recession. But, you know, we're also not running deficits as, as big as, as Americans. Um, and, and our, you know, federal debt is, is more uh, manageable, I'd argue. Uh, frankly, I worry more about consumer debt. Hmm. In this country, I think that's where we should be concerned and focused. And,
0: and, is, and is that, and, and has that, in your mind, been driven by predominantly the, the low interest rate environment? That yes, you can afford to put everything on the credit cards, or the money is cheap to borrow. Of course, you should have that. I think is that's what's driven most of this. That's what's driven most of this. And, and
1: you know, we didn't we didn't feel the pain that the Americans felt uh, after the financial crisis. They mm-hmm. had. Uh, a horrendous correction in their housing market. We had one, but it didn't last very long. Uh, the whole world was telling us that we were better, that we had better regulators, better bankers. And I don't argue with that, but uh, we kept on borrowing and spending. We kept on borrowing and buying homes. And and the Americans learned um, that it's maybe not a great idea to have variable rate mortgages uh, when interest rates went up, so go up. So they learned that lesson. They take out thirty-year fixed-rate mortgages during the pandemic when rates were really low. More than half of the mortgages that were taken out were of the variable variety, and that was great when rates were low. But they're a lot higher now, and so uh, the rate increases are going to are going to hurt or bite more in this country than they are south of the border. And and we have as, as consumers, we have a lot more leverage. Uh, than our counterparts south of the border.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Let me just uh, get to our economy just for a second here. You know, we're in the midst of this sort of conversation around climate change, We are still heavily reliant on uh, the tax dollars that fossil fuels provide, particularly from our oil sands. Yet we have this drive to go green, um, you know, when it comes to electric cars, greening our economy in regards to how we build our homes, all of that. It's all now being tested and and, and we are making that shift to a certain degree. How do you view the Canadian economy? Uh, Are we still too reliant on resource development, which is not a bad thing, uh, but do you think overall that we, we are a balanced economy certainly when it comes to British Columbia or do you think we have more work to do
1: well I, I think we're a country of real estate speculators quite <laughs> frankly yeah. uh, and, and I'm not making a joke if you look at you know residential uh, investment as percentage of GDP it's a it's a chart that just rises to the right it's been going up uh, over the years over the decades and conversely if you look at um, Uh, investment in equipment and machinery and research and development, uh, that trend's going in the opposite direction. It's a a smaller and smaller uh, part of GDP. And real estate speculation is great. You know, when home prices are going up and the wealth is being spread around uh, and that trickles down into the economy, but it can't go on forever. We're not building anything. Um, And it's it's our future that's going to be driven by investment in research and development plant and equipment and you know we are doing that but we could we could do a lot more of that and less speculating in real estate markets and i think we're i think that's naturally going to happen with this normalization of interest rates so i think the process is already underway but you know in, in vancouver and in british columbia we've had tremendous growth in in the technology sector uh and you know you Mention climate change and, and and the greening of the the economy, you know, we are investing in those things and jobs are being creative. So we, we are doing a lot of the right things. Mm-hmm. We just have to do more of it.
0: Yeah, and no, I think you're right. I mean, even with LNG, it is a fossil fuel, but it is a transition a trans- transitional fuel when we talk about natural gas. And there is there are smaller LNG facilities being approved, Cedar LNG just being the, the latest one with a $3 billion investment. Uh, final question to you, what keeps you up at night in regards to Canada and British Columbia and our economy in, in regards to what we're doing?
1: what keeps me up at night you know i think i've been in the investment business for 35 years and i it, you know a fear of it you know runaway inflation has always been the the, the thing that will make um, things toughest for our clients um because higher inflation means higher interest rates and and interest rates have a huge influence on the valuation of homes and stocks and bonds and um I think the situation is underhand, but it 's something that i've always worried about, mm-hmm. and I guess the other thing is, you know I worry about inequality, I see tremendous inequality in the world, and you know a lot of that I said has been driven by ultra-low interest rates, and that's been great for the people that own the assets that keep getting inflated. Uh, but rich or poor, if we stay on this track where inequality keeps getting worse, um, it's not going to be good politically, and it's not going to be good for anybody, I don't think. So I, I think we you know, need to figure out how to have a more balanced economy.
0: Mm-hmm. Marie, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me.